Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I'm joined today by dear colleagues, Tom Garrison, Vice President and General Manager of Client Security Strategy, and Camille Moorhart, Director of Security Initiatives and Communications. Welcome. Hi, Jake. Thanks for having us. Hey, Jake. You know, guys, we've worked together for a lot of years. I don't want to tell our listeners how many years over 20, but it's been a great opportunity for us to really dive into the role of security at Intel. Tom, can you talk a little bit about your role and your journey in security and how you got here today? And Camille, could you do the same? Sure. So I've been at Intel for 27 years, which is kind of shocking when I say it out loud. And most of the time that I spent in my various roles was on the product side of our business. So I spent a lot of time, as you know, Jake, in the data center side of the business, started with servers and then moved through as we sort of expanded our focus into the broader data center. And then about seven or eight years ago, I moved over into the client side of our business where I ran business clients for Intel. And then later on, I ran desktops and workstation and so forth, the very, very large P&Ls. And then about three years ago, I moved into focus specifically on security. And at the time, of course, for me, I didn't know much about security other than sort of what typical people think about security when they think about, well, do I have the latest virus scanning you know, up to date or whatnot? And what I've learned is that security is so much more. So my team now focuses on this expanded breadth of what security really means, which starts with how we architect and design our products with the leading edge knowledge about security, the latest in vulnerability attacks and so forth. And we build that into our future products. But at the same time, we take that leading edge knowledge and we apply those modern leading edge attacks on our products that were designed years and years ago that are still in use in the field. And then once we find vulnerabilities with those products in the field, then we have to find mitigations for those. And so that's what my team does. We work with external researchers to get the best and the brightest minds working on trying to find new security attacks and security vulnerabilities. We have our own internal set of researchers, which are brilliant, brilliant men and women that do the same to find these vulnerabilities. And then we build in the mitigations to that. And then not only do we do that, it's not just a research kind of organization. We also then engineer the mitigations and work with our OEM customers, like the HPs and the Dells and Lenovo's and so forth of the world, to uh, validate these fixes, make sure that they work properly as expected. And then we work with them to push those out to end companies. So it's quite a journey. It's a tremendously taxing kind of a role, but it's very rewarding as well, what we can accomplish. That's great. Camille, can you give our listeners an opportunity to learn more about you? Yeah. You know, I was doing product development so long ago that security used to be a step 
in product development. It used to be maybe even a parallel track. We'd have security architects who would come and make sure that the product that we were developing, you know, passed security requirements. And we had to follow a security process, but it really wasn't even integrated at that point with product development. And so we had these security experts that would come in as opposed to everybody being an expert in security, as well as having security experts as part of the team. And I did product development in the client side, which are PCs. And then I moved over and did product development in the Internet of Things, which was very interesting because it was very different. And when I switched into Internet of Things, it was really emerging fast. It was kind of transforming from the traditional embedded to Internet of Things and connected devices and everything growing really quickly. And from there, I got very interested in strategy of how we should go about doing anything as it gets closer to the edge. So I started looking at various emerging technologies or technologies that were maybe emerging into more of the commercial space that had been around longer, but not used in such a mainstream way. Like, for example, blockchain, artificial intelligence, machine learning, various kinds of connectivity. How should we look at those things and think about them as we get closer to the edge? And as I started to look at that, kind of realized that the edge is inseparable from the cloud and became very interested in how you secure across the entire landscape from edge to cloud with all of the different environments, even physical environments that are different as you migrate from the cloud further and further out to the physical world. I should say sometimes the very isolated and extreme conditions in which devices or systems can operate at the edge. And so from there, I came over into the security group at Intel, where I feel very lucky that I get to think about this all day long and talk to people who are working on all kinds of different things and really look into and examine that intersection of security with all of the different things that people are doing. Well, two great journeys, and I'm so glad to have shared even a small part of those journeys with both of you. But, you know, our listeners are really concerned, as most architects are, as they're starting to build their future data center infrastructure and hybrid cloud infrastructures on that role of edge to cloud. So, Camille, can you talk a little bit about that? And then, Tom, can you jump in on the role of edge to cloud as well? Well, I think part of it is just acknowledging that they're not distinct and yet also that you may do a very similar function in name, like, say, orchestration in the cloud. And if you roll that out at the edge, you have to do it very differently. And I think for me, part of it is just simply, like I was saying, the very different operating conditions, everything from, you know, we can start with kind of the physical differences like remote connectivity or intermittent connectivity that you might have by design on an edge system, where if you're floating around the globe on a container ship and you just want to ping every now and then and acknowledge that the system is still tracking across the ocean, but it's not something that you want to know 100% of the time, you're more concerned about battery life and preserving that, then you might design intermittent connectivity. You might have it inadvertently if you're operating your smart system in a mine, say, underground. 
Or in space, you may decide to, again, preserve battery life as opposed to remaining connected 100% of the time. Whereas I think most of us, when we think of the cloud, one of the key factors in that is availability. So we're not looking at designing in downtime (laughs) or non-connectivity. That's kind of one aspect of it. And then there's the other aspect of just for example, even provisioning a system or providing updates to a system or patches to a system or reprovisioning a system for a second use, which is done in a very different way when you're bringing a system into a known environment, which I would argue for the most part is what the cloud looks like versus the edge where you may actually want to deploy a system or situate a device somewhere could be on the top of a building or a windmill or a mine or a pipeline or anywhere in the world or even not in the world, (laughs) if you're looking in space, and then actually turn it on and connect it. And same thing goes for providing updates. So looking at how the entire system, if you will, can maintain updates and security and provision and reprovision, regardless of the conditions and regardless of the connectivity is kind of that art of looking across edge to cloud. So, Tom, can you talk a little bit about how that affects not only edge to cloud, but the role security assurance plays? Yeah. You know, the challenge with what Camille described is that security, if you sort of stand back, you can become almost immediately overwhelmed with the enormity of what security is. So, you know, everything she said was exactly the challenge that people face. And I'm sure many of your listeners face. But I think it's important to try to break down elements of what does edge to cloud mean from a security standpoint and into sort of consumable chunks, if you will. And that way, it doesn't get so overwhelming. And your actions for each of these, while they're probably never complete, at least you can make sure that you're thinking holistically about your solution. So from a security standpoint, I think the best thing to start with is, do you know what your device actually is. So (laughs) sounds like a simple question, but just think about it this way. We spend so much time and energy and effort with your PC as an example to try to make sure that the human that's attached to that PC is actually the human that you want to have access. So, you know, we have passwords and not just passwords, but strong passwords that, you know, stretch the human's ability to even remember them. Then we have biometrics, whether it's fingerprints or you know cameras or whatever. We go to enormous lengths, multi-factor authentication to make sure that the human is actually the human that you want. What we don't do historically is to make sure that the device, the PC is actually the PC we expected and that we wanted. And so that turns out to be a really important step that most people overlook. And by that, I mean, do you know what the state of your device is? Has it been altered in any way? Is the firmware or the microcode or the drivers or you know any other aspects of that device been changed by some form of you know, an outsider? So first and foremost, do you know about your device? And for that, we have technologies like transparent supply chain, which start from when a device is born. So let's say a server in your case. When that device is being manufactured, 
we want to capture all the information about those devices, the components that were used to build that server. So we know what country did they come from, what lot numbers, what date codes, what microcode versions, what firmware, you know, and so forth down the road. Capture all that information. And then later on, when you're provisioning the device, you can check, did anything change? And if nothing changed, then you at least reasonably assured that nobody's tampered with the device since it was built. That's a simple step, but it's a basic step of, do I know my device? Just like I spent all the time to make sure that the person is the person that you want typing on the device, am I making sure that the device itself is the device I expect? So that's number one. And then if you carry that forward through the entire ecosystem of cloud to edge, if you do just that step alone, you've gone so many miles ahead in terms of you know, understanding whether you can trust your infrastructure. And then the other thing I'll say without going into too much detail is, are you sure that these devices have been updated? You know, the state of the art of what is secure changes every single day. This is an area of active research around the world by good people and bad people. And the nature of companies like Intel is to invest in making sure that we understand what is that leading edge when it comes to security. And then once we know where that leading edge is, making sure that our products are safe and mitigated for those new attacks that are being invented every day. If you as a company are not updating your devices, you are going to be a victim. It is that simple. There is no gray area here. You can hope somebody isn't going to come after you, but the reality is you haven't done your job in terms of protecting your infrastructure if you haven't regularly updated all your devices to keep them safe. So from cloud to edge, I think those two just basics, there's lots more we could talk about, obviously, but those are two basics in keeping yourself safe when you think about security. Do you know about the device? Do you have enough understanding that it hasn't been altered, that it has been updated appropriately? And secondly, do you have a system to keep those systems updated over their life? That was a great point, Tom, because hope is not a IT security strategy. And that's a really important point for our listeners to understand. Yeah. And Jake, if I can just give you a quick, quick, quick story. You know, we do obviously customer visits and we meet with CIOs around the world. And, you know, we've talked about these kinds of various technologies and so forth that we build in our products. And these CIOs say, this is fantastic. This is great. You know, and we talk about updating and we say, okay, so you're a firm believer in this. Now are you going to do it? And they come back and they say almost universally, well, you know, we're going to try. We'll see what we can do, but probably not to the level that you're describing. And I say, well, why not? Is it because you don't believe? And they said, no, 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 we totally believe. And then I said, well, what is it? And they said, it's resources. We just don't have the resources. And so, again, my question, well, what needs to change for you to be able to get the resources? And they said, it's very simple. It's not us that's making the decision. It's our management chain above us. And they just don't give us the resources. And the only thing that they viewed that would change that behavior is that they, as a company, would have to get hacked. Because as soon as they got hacked and people would see that the threat is real and the resources would flow. And that's something that for all of us is so frustrating. Everybody acknowledges that there's a threat, but there is a hope that well, maybe we won't get attacked. And if we do, then we'll make the changes. But that's like buying fire insurance after your house is burnt down. 
you know, it's just ludicrous. So part of what we're trying to do is get out there and tell people about what is possible, what you really need to do and to get people's mindset shifted over to, you know, an ounce of prevention versus a pound of cure. So it is a challenge for sure. It's so great to hear you say that because I know that many of our listeners are grappling with this each and every day, trying to ensure that they're not on the Wall Street hit parade for those who've been hacked. But you pointed out something really important, Tom. Hacking doesn't stop. The good guys, the white hats and black hats are constantly looking at technologies to figure out interesting ways to take advantage of hacking. Camille, can you talk a little bit about where our listeners can find out more information about the work we're doing in security? Oh, yes. One place, of course, I will let you know is that Tom and I do a podcast every week called Cybersecurity Inside, and we basically hit on a whole wide range of topics. So we have guests from outside Intel and guests from inside Intel. And we just kind of go through and talk about what is the intersection with security? What are emerging technologies? What are best practices? What can you implement? Where should you start? And general definitions for topics that you might be familiar with, but maybe haven't checked into in a while and they've evolved significantly and you want to know more about them now. So I would say go check out Cybersecurity Inside and, you know, click on whatever's interesting to you. Well, this is my favorite part of the episode and the podcast, and our listeners always love to hear great new fresh thoughts from brilliant minds. So I'll start with you, Camille, and I'll let Tom bring us home. Could you give us some insight into where you believe the future of security is going and your thoughts around the future of security? Well, it seems like a lot of the direction it's moving on the forefront is looking at how we incorporate artificial intelligence, both how security affects what we do in artificial intelligence and also how we can use AI within our security systems. And along with that is kind of the other term people use being automation and where you can take automation and add in artificial intelligence. All that being said, I think that triggers another question, which is really around privacy, ethics, inclusion. And I think those are areas that while we move really quickly in speeds and feeds and also around holistic solutions and new forms of authentication, I think we also need to make sure that we stay grounded in the human side of it and make sure that we're not inadvertently creating problems for some sub-segment of humanity. So I would just ask that people be considerate and thoughtful as they move forward with implementing any kind of technology and really think through privacy, safety, security, think through unintended consequences, definitely move forward with technology. It's very cool, of course, and it does really interesting things and can help us a lot, but just never lose sight of humanity. Really great points. Tom? Yeah. You know, I mean, Camille obviously hit on I think the biggest single trend with security, which is around artificial intelligence. But that said, I think the reality is our lives are inextricably tied to technology and will be more so every day, you know, over the course of our life. The benefits are relatively obvious in terms of convenience and access to information and so forth. But what that means is 
that the threat around loss of data or loss of privacy is very real. And we as an industry can't treat security like someone else's job. Like what Camille described early on in this episode where, you know, it used to be that security was a step and it used to be, you know, an expert would come in and bless a design or something and say, okay, yes, this design is safe. Those days are long gone. Security has to be designed in to everything that we do. And it's an ongoing battle to keep these devices safe and updated. And the only way really to stay ahead is to make the types of checks, the types of you know security type reviews, make them automatic and let machines check machines effectively. And that's where artificial intelligence comes in. And it's exciting. It sounds on one hand sort of scary, but I, for one, am super, super energized by how much progress we have made together, even we at Intel and how we're trying to lead the industry. I am super jazzed about it because we are making a difference. And it may seem a little esoteric at this point, but I can assure you in just a few years, it's going to become the way we just all expect. And so the amount of changes there, it's significant, but the amount of benefit for keeping us all safe and all the conveniences that technology will bring will be huge. But security is at the root and it is not a nice to have, it's a must have. And it's got to be thought of in every step of a product's life from the second that it's conceived in the architecture phase, all the way through build, transfer, and ultimately operate and retire. If you're not thinking about security in each of those phases, then you are probably vulnerable. And I think that's the challenge. We're starting to change people's mindsets on this one and their behaviors are changing. And I think it's exciting. Well, that's some great advice from two really, really good leaders. So I thank you for joining us this morning. On behalf of Tom Garrison, Vice President and General Manager of Client Security Strategy, and Camille Moorhart, Director of Security Initiatives and Communications, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 